Today's Egg Spotlight episode is sponsored by Coolers. Make every day a cool day for your cows. The Coolers system allows you to control the cow's environment 24-7. For more information, go to northamericanag.com and find them in the Industry Connect section. Welcome to the North American Egg Spotlight. I'm Chrissy Wozniak, and my guest today is Chapter President of the National Egg Marketing Association. He's also owner, VP, GM, and corporate sales manager at Lee Newspapers, and he resides in Sharon Springs, New York. I would uh, like to welcome Bruce Button. Welcome, Bruce, and thank you so much for joining me. Good morning, Chrissy. So can you tell me a bit about your about yourself and your background to start with? All right. Well, Sharon Springs is a really little town, so either worked on your farm or worked in the village at one of the resort hotels at the time. But uh, no, I spent my time on the farm as a small dairy farm, and probably when I was about 12, uh, the herd was sold off, and uh, I continued to raise beef animals and put in some hay and like that. And uh, then I went off to college and decided being a full-time farmer wasn't going to be for me. So went to work for my current company 43 years ago and haven't looked back. So I'm very fortunate that uh, we are involved in agriculture uh, with our trade publications and trade shows. So I still get to play with the machinery once in a while and get to talk to all the great agricultural people in the industry, whether they're on on the producer side or on the manufacturer side. Yeah, that's great. And and Lee Publishing is how many different publications are there? Hmm, let's see, four, seven. We got uh, we have nine print publications. Wow. And we've got a completely digital one that goes to the construction industry, and we got a new one we're launching this fall that's going to be uh, more rural living type. That's going to be totally digital. Oh wow. Oh, that's great. And uh, I am really excited about my first farm show back after the pandemic, Empire Farm Days, uh, which Lee Publishing acquired was last year, right? Correct. Back in January of 2020. (laughs) And how did that go? (laughs) Well, you know, the first three months of 2020 were awesome. You know, we were selling a lot of space and everybody's excited. And then, uh, yeah, March hit and things didn't go so well since then. But uh, I don't know. We kind of, kind of look looking back. It was kind of a blessing. It gave us a time to kind of regroup because uh, at that point in time, we really pretty much had to do everything kind of as it was already set up. And um, as longtime exhibitors at Empire Farm Days, you know, we noticed how it'd been going, and. Um, you know, said, well, if we owned it, we would do this, this, and that's, well, well, now we do. So, um, made a lot of changes, had some time, and uh, I had reached out to Dan Palladino from Palladino Farms in Pompey, New York, and I said, hey, what are you, are you interested in uh, considering hosting Empire Farm Days? And uh, he got back to me rather quickly. I, was, I remember it was on a Saturday night, and I don't know what month that was, maybe last June or probably May, whenever we finally found out we weren't going to be able to do the show up at, uh, in Seneca County. So yeah. uh, he got back to Mary Way. I was all excited because they had, they had hosted it uh, at least five times previously. And uh, he's he loves the nostalgia of it. He remembers mowing the lawns 
during that wow. time because he was like 12. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so he, had, he remembers his father and grandfather being involved in it. So it, and uh, I can kind of following his business. He's got a really nice farm operation, but he also has a brewery and restaurant operation on site, which is oh, really is that gorgeous. Right? Wow. And uh, so he's very well known in the area. And uh, so we're very excited to team up with with them for the next uh, at least eight years. Really? Oh, that yep. is great. Yeah. Yep. And uh, yeah, so it'll be sad we don't get to eat in Auburn and <laughs> and do the normal things for Empire, but in Seneca Falls. Yeah. But, well, but. we're right outside of Syracuse, so there's a lot of access to a lot more, you know, hotel rooms. Yes. I know a lot of the sales reps travel and use their favorite chains while they're, everybody's there. Yeah. And uh, so there's there's definitely a lot of options for eating. And then uh, we're very centrally located now because we're not very far from the intersection of 81 and 90. So uh, mm-hmm. very easy to get to. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think I got a good feeling about, about this for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so what are some highlights of the show? Well, some of the things that we've, we've changed, uh, obviously the location has changed. Um, people first those notices that just the physical change. There's kind of, we have two main roads. So there's a lot of uh, prime locations for our exhibitors. Um, we're kind of adding things in as we can, because again, this is a lot, a lot of new things, but we're going to be doing a skid steer rodeo, uh, wow. that attendees can participate in. Plus we're going to be having a celebrity one where, uh, Dan Palladino is going to be competing against local uh, TV, radio personalities. Oh, wow. Like that. Um, we are going to have several of the exhibitors are going to have a demonstration areas where they can get on the equipment and try it out. Um, so that, you know, that's something that's not really new, but it's going to be, you know, very convenient to do. Uh, FFA is going to be doing their welding and driving competitions also. You know, mm-hmm. some of those things are carried over, uh, but we got, uh, you know, we got quite a few new exhibitors in there, uh, some exciting new technology, uh, that's going to be, uh, featured. So, uh, it, it won't be the same old, same old, let me put yeah. it that way. Uh, so, you know, we're excited about the new exhibitors we got coming in and, uh, you know, just the entire look of the show. It's just a, I mean, to me, it's a gorgeous location it just uh you can see syracuse from there you can see the carrier dome from up there oh, really it's, uh, it's yeah should be a nice breeze up there pretty much all the time so that'll, nice. that'll help yeah that yeah i remember <laughs> some hot days at <laughs> seneca falls <laughs> yeah the one That's thing good. we got there too is uh you know if it gets really hot and whatever i mean uh it's just a short walk off site up to uh the Heritage Hill Brew House, which is a nice big air conditioned venue where you can have a nice cold beverage and a that will be popular really nice meal if you want and uh, mm-hmm. you know so yeah you know, we are going to have some really really good food right on site but mm-hmm. you know I can see some people making a short trek up there to cool off and relax or take your customer up there and yeah. treat them to a nice adult beverage or mm-hmm. not adult beverage. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. So how many exhibitors are you anticipating? Uh, we hope to hit 400. We're, we're nice. almost there now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, you know, 
yeah, the, the supposedly the pandemic is over, but uh, it has really affected the supply chain. And then uh, some of the, you know, incentives have been out there, I guess I'll just call them disincentives to work. Um, we have a lot of exhibitors that are kind of just waiting and, you know, they, they need, they need help, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, they can't be in two places at once. Yeah. And there's, you know, definitely some inventory issues here and there that are holding people back. So, you know, I've told them, you know, we can, we'll take you in, you know, you let us know the week before the show, we'll get you in there. So that's good to know. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of that, you know, mm-hmm. just, they got to see what's still on their lot that they can bring to show. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. And and any idea what you're expecting in terms of atten- attendance at all? Well, we've been doing trade shows for 30 plus years. And uh, I guess one of the things we do is not overinflate figures. Yeah. Um, we tell people, we tell exhibitors how many people came through the show, say our Keystone Farm show. And they're like, you know, that's not possible. There had to be 50,000 people here. And we're like, no, there was 12,000 people here, right. <laughs> you know, just, just everybody, you, you know, visualize it. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past, I think they've claimed 60,000 people came to Empire Farm Days. Um, we're looking for 20. Yeah. We're looking yes. for 20. Yeah. That, we get 20,000 people sure. through there in the three days. Uh, we'll be more than happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, we want the right people there. Uh, yeah. We've done some different things with marketing that hasn't been done before. And, and we do have the advantage of our own farm publications and social media and like that, that uh, can really help target, target this audience. Yeah, definitely. That's good. And uh, yeah, so Keystone was probably, was it the first trade show in the East to actually go ahead as normal? Yes. We actually put on a very successful show in January of this year down in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, I missed it this year, but (laughs) a lot of people said, you know, how'd you do that? I said, I don't know. Nobody told us we couldn't. So we just did it. Um, And we still have, we probably, normally we have about 500 exhibitors there and 10 buildings. We had probably 350 exhibitors and four buildings. And we're probably uh, just missing all the Canadians then, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the attendance was, was off, but, uh, the exhibitors all said, you know, the people they wanted to see were there. It was a very quality crowd of, uh, of farmers. So, you know, we figured we probably had about 8,000 attendees, you know, mm-hmm. over three days, but it was a very successful show. And, uh, yeah, it was kind of a breath of fresh air to have that come off. And uh, <laughs> I Yeah. That I, yeah. I heard about wish so bad I could have been there. Hopefully, Hopefully next winter I'll be able to go to that one too. Yep. Yeah. And um, there's actually something really interesting that I've thought a lot about over the last year. I remember back in 2019 doing the the circuit like we've always done. And um, a lot of people were saying that that, uh, the trade shows are dying. I just heard it over and over and over again in 2019. Oh, trade shows are dying. Now people can't wait to get back. And yeah. it's really amazing to me, you know, that what everybody's saying that I know manufacturers are really excited about diving into the digital age, yeah. but there's something missing. Yeah. You, you need the personal, 
meeting and the person can ask questions and right there and the, the product guys are there that can answer their questions and yeah we're, we're in, involved in several different you know markets uh we have commercial horticultural publications and, and again all those big trade shows were canceled and there's a lot of pent-up demand i guess i would say you know uh i've seen some major uh decorating companies that are in the industry putting out, I mean, they've, I've been on the receiving end of emails. Hey, take the survey. How do you feel about in-person mm-hmm. meetings? You know, do you feel comfortable and all that? And they've done, you know, I mean, over the last year, probably gotten six of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, especially the ag community, they really aren't, they weren't that upset about this whole thing. They, they wanted to, uh, be out and talk to the manufacturers and the dealers and uh, so there's and each other, right? It's yeah. you know, yeah, a lot of farmers are, live a, a lonely life it's a, with it's their a own small, family. It's a small community. They yeah. all know each other and uh, they want to get together. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then I've, I know touched on this a little bit before, but looking back over the last year, what are your main takeaways from the pandemic? What can we, what have we learned? Well, I think we learned as a lot of other companies that uh, you had to be able to work remotely <laughs> mm-hmm. and rely on our technology a lot more. And again, uh, to a certain extent, that was fairly successful. Uh, it was a cost-saving thing, but I think at a cost of that relationship, you know, where you could see people face to face. But uh, as we go back into it, we're not jumping into it and saying, okay, well, you got to go see those guys every single week. Uh, maybe you can see them once a month and use technology in between. You know, yeah. we're having, we have sales reps all over the country. So now we have Zoom meetings and uh, that's actually kind of nice actually see their faces and whatever, because before it was on the phone or, you know, email and like that. So, um, yeah, some of the thing, I guess some of the things that uh, I don't know if they're they're good takeaways, but again, this whole supply chain disruption, yeah, really didn't see that coming. You know, <laughs> it's like yeah, especially the way it's played out in ag, it's just been so interesting to watch how yeah. it's affected. Not really the way we would have predicted, right? Yeah, and it's all different industries. I mean, I just talked to our one gal that handles our um, cell phones, where she said she one of our employees or phone crapped out or whatever and she's she went online to well you know he's one of these guys that doesn't like to change so she's like well i'm gonna get the latest and best one so he can hang on to her for five years and won't be a problem mm-hmm. and get it but you could get it and order it and get it in september well you know he needs one now so she had to actually have to order an older model to get it yeah. um talking to some uh, outdoor power equipment manufacturers and they said yeah they usually have 80,000 units out at dealerships and right now they got 30,000 units and they're kind of getting sold as they end up on the on the yard you know so there they go yeah you know uh, yeah, pickup it, trucks are a big you know you're going to be ordering one now because uh, if you go look at uh, a truck lot there's probably not very many there mm-hmm. it's amazing yeah. it's definitely not what I would have thought would have happened a year after I thought nope. sales would be down instead. It's, it's a huge yep. demand. It's just crazy. You know, we're seeing commodity prices go crazy, lumber, whatever yeah. else. Uh, I was planning on putting a above ground pool in this year and a deck and I 
still am, but <laughs> the budget's a little bit different. Yeah. And I was amazed that a different style of tool pools weren't available. Like, well, no, we can't, we don't have that when we can't get it. So, you know, what size round pool do you want? Yeah. <laughs> like, All right. I want a pool. It's going to be a round one. Yeah. Um, wow. That's yeah. yeah something you wouldn't think about either. I tried to buy siding and I had to pick like my fourth, third or fourth color choice because the resin wasn't available to make the siding. That's who would have thought that that would be a ramification yeah. of this. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, I'll be glad to get this all behind us. So, Me too. <laughs> so what do you think is our biggest opportunity that agriculture faces after all of this? The, the biggest opportunities? Mm-hmm. Oh boy. <laughs> well, I think still anytime there's a disruption, I think uh, technology comes to the forefront. You know, especially mm-hmm. if farmers, they get to sit back and say, hey, what can we do more efficiently, cheaper, any more cost effective? You know, so people that are in that end of things, I mean, whether it's, uh, you know, the manufacturing end, the equipment end, um, you know, these guys are very dependent on their equipment. It's got to stay up and running. Mm-hmm. And technology has played a huge part in that. And I continue to see that come along. And, you know, now with this, you know, labor shortage, that's another one that forces it. You know, even with us, with our publishing business over the years, you know, as it gets harder and harder to hire people, you get machinery that'll replace them, you know. So, um, you know, it's just the way it is. I mean, uh, employees are expensive and they don't always show up to work sometimes you can't find them you know that type of thing and uh you know so i see that as a continued trend anything that's gonna help people do things uh uh do the same job with less less people i mean robotics have uh they're almost the norm now i mean if somebody's looking to make a change you see them talking to all the robotic milking equipment manufacturers Mm -hmm. and say hey you know what can you do for us and uh, I followed a few transitions that it's, you know, some of the farmers are a little cautious and then they're like, wow, that went smoother than I thought, you know? So, yeah. you know, it's going to become more, definitely more of the norm as we move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And so where can people find more information about Empire Farm Days? Well, obviously the, uh, any social media, if you put in Empire Farm Days, you're going to find us. Uh, empirefarmdays.com is our website Uh, you can find anything up there we keep updating that you can see the list of exhibitors and the map of the grounds and what's going on there Uh, we're just kind of updating our frequently asked questions so you know what to expect there yes there's golf carts for rent Uh, perfect yeah no you can't bring a dog Uh, let's see (laughs) here's where it is here's where you can stay that type of thing all the All those type of questions are constantly updated up there. Great. That's good. And then I have one last question. So what are you most passionate about? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Oh, God. I just, uh, I guess, you know, if you looked at my Facebook page, Mm -hmm. I love life. I just enjoy getting up in the morning, getting going. Uh, I love uh, my employees. I like to make sure they're successful. And then. you know, on a personal basis, I just like 
helping out. You know, my wife and I are foster parents. Uh, we also coach a Special Olympics volleyball team, wow. uh, which has been very disappointing. You know, those those people have almost been in lockdown for the last year. They haven't been allowed to go do anything, and this was always something they really enjoyed getting out and doing. So we're looking for that to come back to normal, so we yeah. can get back involved with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Get, giving back is is has so yep. much reward, right? Yep. No, I've, you know, I've, I think I've accomplished everything I wanted to do in life. Now I just want to enjoy it and yeah. do whatever I can to, like I said, give back. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Bruce. All right, Chrissy. Um, yeah. And I Good look to forward to seeing you soon. <laughs> yeah. And thanks to everybody who's watching or listening. If you want more information, the links are provided in the show notes and don't forget to subscribe to our North American Egg Spotlight YouTube channel and podcast, which is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have a great day. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to today's Egg Spotlight episode, where we put the spotlight on people and companies doing great things for the agricultural industry. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, or on your favorite podcasting platform and give us a five-star review. You can also follow us on YouTube and Rumble to see the video version of Ag Spotlight. Also, head on over to NorthAmericanAg.com to subscribe to our Industry Connect update newsletter. If you're interested in advertising opportunities, email us at connect at NorthAmericanAg.com. Thanks for listening. Fastline Auctions, the ultimate destination for online farm equipment auctions. Looking to list equipment? Fastline Auctions knows farmers, and farmers have trusted Fastline for their equipment needs for over 45 years. With unmatched digital reach and direct-to-farmer catalogs, they can find the right buyer for your equipment. Not to mention, they have the industry's lowest commission rates. And if you're looking for equipment to buy, you can bid with confidence. No buyer premiums, no reserves, just integrity. Fastline Auctions, your trusted platform for hassle-free, cost-effective farm equipment auctions. Visit fastline.com for more information. You can join us for a tour of the Fastline Auctions platform July 13th at 6.30 p.m. To register for this webinar, go to northamericanag.com slash fastline hyphen webinar. That's northamericanag.com slash fastline hyphen webinar to register now.